1: Welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today to talk about his show, The Jeff Dwaskin Show. Uh, He's also the creator of Hashtag Roundup, which is an app that I really don't know a whole lot about, but I'm very curious to know more about. We welcome comedian, entrepreneur, and podcaster Jeff Dwaskin to the show. Jeff, thank you so much for being here, man. Oh my God, thanks for having me. I'm so (laughs) so excited. (laughs) I really hope so. I hope so. I'm excited. looks like we're going to have a good episode today in our retro roundtable. We're going to be talking about some of the stupidest decisions heroes have ever made, I guess, in comics, movies, uh, wherever they they might dwell. Well, I've got some doozies on my list. How about you guys? I've got a couple, I think so. All right, and then after that, we're going to turn our full attention over to Jeff and talk about his show and everything he's got going on. But before we do all that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at pod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show some support, patreon.com forward slash canned pod. Get you uh, the Canned Air Patreon pod, a show you can only get there for $5 a month. What more do I have to say? I say it all the time. I'm preaching it. I'm preaching it, people. Come on. Uh, what else we got guys?
2: Hey if you're sitting around bored on a Tuesday night around nine PM Eastern, hop on and watch Jack and I make total dumb dumbasses of ourselves on Jackbox. Play along, win some prizes. You know, my marketing skills in full effect there. You know, really as really to that self.
0: marketing strategy, aren't you? Randy? <laughs> I think his game stepped up tonight on this one.
2: Well, you know, I, I have my moments, I had my caffeine tonight, so <laughs> yeah.
1: there he goes. And if you are someone who might be in need of professional representation, no matter who you are, comic artist, podcaster, singer, actor, we might have the publicist for you, Steve Joyner. Give him a call at 816-605-4561. And he's uh, easily Googleable, too, as an IMDb page. So if you want to check him out, find out more about him. But uh, he's a really good guy, and can probably help you out uh, quite a bit. Once again, that's 816-605-4561. Gentlemen, is that everything?
2: Hey, it's uh, getting a little cold, guys. We got any merch that maybe could warm me up in these uh, cool fall nights?
0: Hey, we got new merch, actually. Go to merch.streamelements.thecandairpodcast.com. We are wholers. Want that (laughs) Monday. Want
1: that (laughs) Monday.
3: You guys have so many... Clever ways for people just to throw money at you. It's right. So those are <laughs> <color> <laughs>
1: clever, but they're not really working too well, so we'll, so we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. <laughs> I am the to to my, <laughs> oh, my
4: Go
1: What <laughs> 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 like. All right. Uh, Jack, why don't you kick us off?
0: All right. My first... Dumb decision comes from Star Wars in the Return of the Jedi. Down on the Battle of Endor. You're going on to a what is it? A, a forest area. So you'd think you want to be camouflaged. So everybody but the dipshit that can't move very well that's bright gold's walking around just <laughs> gleaming around the area full of green. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, always, camouflage that in the always world really doesn't matter when you got that golden bastard with you, does it? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, Luke, he's all in black, but he's still wearing a camouflage poncho a little bit. I mean, why didn't they put the droids on? And then, what, R2 is just little silver and white trash can just That's wheeling a good around. That's point.
1: Why didn't they just put their ponchos on 3PO? That seems like a missed opportunity for uh, strategy. Seriously, Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I, that's always bothered me. I'm like, you can clearly see them from far away. I mean, it's not like the stormtroopers even tried to be camouflaged. They're bright white, just running around.
2: I mean, maybe they were being complete assholes and thought, oh, CPO could be a target and they'll shoot him, not us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess in later like uh, incarnations of Star Wars, we have seen not fully camouflaged stormtroopers, but... Uh, I don't know some that are like just uh, more tailored to their environment and what was the one that i got you uh jack the the scarif trooper scarif trooper yeah they was from that yeah. like, that big beach planet and he was like a sandy looking color it was really cool yep. yeah but you would uh yeah you'd totally think that their outfits would match more their environment but no
0: it wasn't until the later years that they probably decided
1: shoot if you can't see them, they probably can't get hit as well. <laughs> Guys, our base has been blown the fuck up twice. We might want to yeah. rethink our strategy here. <laughs> Who's our tactical guy? We've got to fire him. <laughs> He's the guy over there in all white. Son of a bitch. <laughs> He's trying to blend in with the stormtroopers. <laughs> all right, moving along. Jeff, how about you, sir? Stupidest hero decision. I was, thinking, I was thinking about The Flash, and I was thinking
3: like he never really got ahead of the, the obvious rumors, and he should have given himself his own tagline, and that tagline would have been The Flash. But slow with the ladies, am I right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it took him for how long to finally hook up with Iris after so many uh-huh. years? Good
1: God. Well he was kind pining of a for a douchebag, wasn't he? I mean he might have had the heart of a hero, but it was wrapped in a douchebag exterior, wasn't it? Some, to some mm-hmm. extent. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: Nice guys. I can't even just last, I guess. I don't know. Not yeah.
1: fast, always slow. <laughs> no matter how fast I am, I always manage to be too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good pick. Very good. Was there any more you wanted to add on that, Jeff?
3: I've got a bunch, but I I have. uh, I wrote down Aquaman, but then all I wrote next to it was orange.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a stupid decision. I have to agree with you on that one. Bright (laughs) yellow blonde hair. Just his outfit. Horrible decision. (laughs) (laughs) You might have won this, uh, Jeff. I think you win win the retro this week.
0: Especially the first thing coming out of the ocean. If he's walking out, just this bright uh, bright
1: yellow buoy just come walking out. No shit. It's like, why would he be orange? It'd be like a white stormtrooper in a fucking in a forest, you know? Like, what's the point?
0: Yeah, sneaking up at you, behind you at night. Blend into Turn your around. environment.
1: I mean, maybe right. if you were in like a goldfish tank, he might blend in a little more. But, uh, yeah, just coming up out the ocean. I don't know. Good pick, though. Damn. Damn, that was a good one. Um, that's why I'm going to let Randy follow that.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to kind of play off that too, because my example I used when I was thinking about this retro was uh, Batman and Robin. Um, I saw a, a meme not too long ago where Batman's talking to Alfred, and uh, Alfred's why- asking him why he wears black, and he said, so I can you know, avoid enemy fire. And then he asks, well, why do you make Master Dick wear bright red and orange? He said, so I can avoid enemy fire, but... You know nothing like uh, throwing a adolescent boy and bright yellow trunks with you know a red shirt and taking yeah. on the underworld.
1: It's just <laughs> such a weird little costume. It's it's like Michael Jackson dressed team instead of Batman. Right? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just very like what? Maybe just the off putting yeah. appearance of it at first is what throws the bad guys off.
0: Put on this collared shirt and wear these underpants and go run around
1: and
0: avert <laughs> my fire.
2: Yeah, we're going to be taking on the criminal underworld with Uzis, but yeah, yeah, you'll be
1: fine. It was just a big flaw oh. just for the character. I mean, just as selfless as he tried to be and just, you know, wanted to keep everybody safe, you know, to bring this adolescent right into the, the war with him was just such a, uh, and it's just not what he would normally decide, I think, right? Right. I mean, I know also, they were trying. They like, we need a kid sidekick to up sales. That's that's really what the fuck was going on there. But
0: right. <laughs> anyway, it was to help harden him up a little bit. I think. Go out here and look like a sissy. It'll make you tough.
1: <laughs> like Johnny Cash's boy named Sue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit! That was a that was a good one. I guess my pick is going to be. Uh, I'm going to go also in the Batman universe just another another misstep by Batman you know I know that he his whole thing is I can't kill no matter what but with the Joker at what point is the blood on his hands you know like I keep letting this guy live I keep giving him a chance I keep trying to appeal nothing's working he just keeps killing hundreds of people like at what point is it Batman's fault
0: yeah, he just keeps going and going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create all these extra problems for the city, but pretend that it's actually me fighting. He's just making everything worse, but taking the rap as being a hero, I guess.
1: Just crack. oh, Joker. Just snap it. Like, who, would, who would, who would care? Who would care? They'd be grateful.
0: I mean we can almost turn it around like Cobra Kai, but the Joker's actually the good guy and Batman's the villain? Doesn't Batman need the Joker, and the
3: Joker needs the Batman? Didn't they make that very clear in Lego Batman movie?
1: They did. (laughs) They did. They did. Uh, (laughs) And many others, but... Jeff is one-upping
2: us on the research, guys.
1: We're in trouble. I can't have one. He's absolutely right. The though. Other. I mean, there was like a very, uh, there's a very strong psychological point uh, from Batman that many writers have brought to it when it comes to the Joker. Where I guess speaking in the uh, light, I am and saying why is he letting him live? I guess I would kind of deem it maybe a little selfish to keep being like I'm going to try to get through to this person, see if we actually do have this, you know kindred relationship or whatever it was he was looking for but Joker just always comes to see me like nah I'm gonna fucking kill you if I got the chance you know?
2: also shout out to Lego Batman because that is an amazing movie
0: is it? I haven't seen it yet.
3: Oh dude you gotta see it it's hilarious Will Arnett is one
1: of the best Batmans
0: I'd he was awesome you know, I haven't Batman seen it, in a but...
1: Lego movie but I haven't yeah. seen uh, the full Batman Lego movie
0: Mm-mm. I'll have to let
1: you borrow it <laughs> Sweet free movies There we go Alright Jack coming back around to you
0: Iron Man 3 uh, Tony Stark gets on the TV And calls out the man, the Mandalorian The Mandarin And gives him his home address and says Come on over oh, yeah, Next thing was... you know he just gets his whole house just destroyed He had no yeah. nothing No like in- Contingency plan or nothing Just all of a sudden surprise you don't have a house anymore Nothing was ready, just out of nowhere. That was by far one of the dumbest things that anyone could have ever done.
3: The scene they cut out of that movie was
0: when he was taking the insurance
3: out on the house. The the, (laughs) the joke was on them because he made a fortune.
0: That's why he didn't Uh, seem to care too much. So it was
1: actually a very well-executed decision. Yeah, it was made the rich richer. The electrical
2: bills on the uh, the Avengers building aren't going to pay for themselves, right?
1: <laughs> where was his house? Where was that house supposed to be? Was that California or was that uh, near New York or where?
0: I think uh, it was, it was off of California, yeah. All
1: right. Well, yeah, if Mandarin didn't take care of it like fault lines and shit would have, the way that thing was built through <laughs> that hill, like that house didn't have long regardless.
0: When so. later on you see a farmer's insurance commercial. Yep, we cover that kind of thing. <laughs> evil
2: evil henchman blowing up your house covered it
1: yeah. <laughs> from steak farms got that covered we know a thing or two because <laughs> <laughs> all right that brings us back around to
3: Jeff so I was thinking like I was focusing on the Hulk for a second so he was a scientist so I think his big miss was not patenting stretchy pants, and not and not so much for him, but later he would have owned the entire maternity clothes industry. It would have just been...
1: That is a good point. It reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, and this is true story, Ace Fraley from Kiss, you know, he had that guitar strap with the lightning bolt on it, and, you know, that was something that he came up with, but he never... Did anything with it, and then a million people marketed it and, you know, licensed it, and now he can't touch it. And people you can know, go to any music store and find every, that strap. Every music store has that. Yep. Strap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but maternity sales, I mean, shit, that doesn't touch the guitar. I mean, or guitar strap sales don't touch maternity ward sales. There, I got it out. So, yeah, big, big misstep by the Hulk.
0: Huge, huge. Would have made way more money than guitar straps with maternity clothes. <laughs> and They're and stretchy all purple. pads. They all just come in purple. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all. That's the only drawback is you have to look good in
1: purple or like purple.
0: Does it look like really Grimace? Good. Yeah, but you'll look great when you're
1: smaller. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Randy, brings us back to you, all sir.
2: Right. <clears throat> so I'm going to break my own rules a little bit and talk about a supervillain real quick. Um... So, not just a supervillain in particular, but if you get your ass beat by Crypto or Ace, the Bat Hound, I mean, just imagine you're sitting around in the Arkham mess hall and you got three supervillains like, Yeah, Batman took me out. Another another guy's like, Yeah, I had half the Green Lantern core and Aquaman in his orange suit uh, take me out. The third guy, like, freaking bane or something's like i got beat by a dog in a cape <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
1: a is small Krypto, dog too um is he like really strong like a superman is he like a kryptonian dog i don't know anything about that dog
2: i think he might have been I, I can't remember but uh ace the uh, bat hound was just like a freaking german shepherd with a mask on
1: wasn't he like a great dane or something like he was a mean looking dog
2: uh, I think it's probably varied. I think in like Batman Beyond, he was a great Dane. But oh, that's
0: right. Like, yeah, one of the Wayne Manor dogs, guard dogs. Santa
1: Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kind of piggyback on. Uh, well, I guess it's not another misstep by the Hulk, but kind of what was done to the Hulk in uh, the World War Hulk series. Reed Richards, and I'm trying to remember who else was in that shot. Maybe Tony Stark. Some of the bigger brains of the Marvel Universe. And you can read this in Road to Civil War, but, you know, Hulk had just been laying too much waste to the land. They couldn't be dealt with. And their great decision was to convince him they needed him to go up into space and work on this satellite. But when he got up there, they just shot his ass out into space and said, Bruce, we're sorry, we don't know what else to do with you, and just shot him deep into space. And that's where the uh, World War Hulk stuff, uh, you know, came from. You know, he went to uh, the planet, became the king. And uh, very much like uh, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, that's what that's all derived from him being the gladiator and stuff. But he eventually rose to king and uh, brought a an whole army back to Earth and ended up uh, turning New York uh, Yankees Stadium into like a uh, like an old school like fighting arena. And he made all the heroes like battle to the death and stuff as as uh, penance for what they did to him. Very much less than the nutshell version there, but we don't have time to call into it. But. Anyway, that's why I picked that. Bad mistake. Very bad mistake. <laughs> and that brings almost back makes to him you. an anti-hero. Well, I guess he was anyway. Never <laughs> well, mind. yeah, he wasn't doing any good anyway, <laughs> was he? <laughs> yeah. But Jack, Is back it? to you. So
0: I'm gonna jump back to Flash with Flashpoint, just because he wanted to save his mom from getting killed. He ran back in time, saved her, but in the same time created a whole alternate universe where Batman was uh, what Papa Ken- Papa Wayne and his mom turned, or Bruce Wayne ended up dying, his mom turned into the Joker. Yeah. Atlantis and, then- and you know, the Amazon started a big war, fighting each other, killing a bunch of people.
1: Nobody told Flash that sometime dead's better. <laughs> Tons of people
0: <laughs> end up dying just so he could save Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to go down that road. Yeah.
3: I think in the new Flashpoint, though, he saves
0: Michael Keaton's career.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else on that, Jack?
0: No, other than it being a really good story anyway, but at the yeah, same point, gonna... it was kind of a, kind of a stupid idea. <laughs> like, let's fuck up
1: reality so we can tell this weird story.
0: <laughs> Hindsight is 2020, as they say, I guess.
1: Yeah. All right. That brings us back over to Jeff.
0: Okay. <laughs> Okay,
3: um, mine, I was thinking Wonder Woman, and I was thinking Wonder Woman, and I was thinking her misstep, like, was the invisible jet. Because, <laughs> like, what I was thinking is, like, the bad guys would be looking for her, and they'd be like, where's Wonder Woman? And then they'd be like, over there. And they'd be like, where? I don't see her. Over there. And then they're pointing to these floating parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Will you uh, like see her like just sit just, like, just in sitting, sitting in the there? Anyway,
0: the <laughs> is she flying it? No, she's on the toilet. Oh God, that's gross. <laughs>
3: there's, a, there's a lot of lot of directions. We could spend probably the whole hour talking about problems with invisible <laughs> jet.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've never understood it. Like, especially since you can still see her. Like, well, all right, like. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they didn't put it in the movie. You think that would be the uh, cheapest thing to put in the movie—an invisible jet?
1: <laughs> just green screen. It might be. On kitchen chair. A... That's the jet. That's
3: right. You see, you see all these clips. Of like when they panned, it was right there. Where exactly?
1: <laughs> and people be searching for days looking for it. They're
0: oh, walking man. down the tarmac. Diana, where's this jet at? It's right there. Donk. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Ouch. Oh, it they might a... use it in the new movie. They just call it stealth. Technology, so technically oh. it's invisible, but
1: oh, huh. well, how maybe. cool! I don't. Know. <laughs> I the, still, it's I, feel, the 80s, I still so. agree with the misstep of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Think of all the poor birds and uh, everything, like the geese that would just like succumb to this invisible thing, just hurling through the atmosphere. Just exploding everywhere. <laughs> maybe
3: like maybe it was easy, just easy. easier to make the Super Friends commercial or the Super Friends cartoon because they're like they already had her like sitting at the Hall of Justice, and they're like, "How do we get her there?" Well, here, just just put her in the air. <laughs> we
0: we'll use the same cartoon cellover
3: <laughs> sitting just say, there. Just say it's a, just say it's a jet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just see some animator in the background going. <laughs>
0: We're gonna save money. Just use the same thing.
1: I mean, didn't wasn't there like a real faint, like at least in the cartoon, like a real faint uh outline of the gym?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was just a white outline. Yeah. Anything yeah. invisible is always just a white
1: outline. Yeah. Misstep. Misstep. Mm-hmm. All right, Randy, that brings us back over to you, sir.
2: <laughs> All right. So uh going back to the whole costume debacle thing, I had uh, Daredevil's bright red suit on my list. Just if again, you're trying to be you know, stealthy, fight the underworld bosses and everything, and you're in a cityscape in a bright red leather suit.
1: Yeah, but maybe he doesn't know. The dude's blind as shit. He can think <laughs> yeah, it's black. He you gotta <laughs> think of a name. Yeah, the, the guy's he's like, like the do, you li- do you like a couple.
3: dark navy? Do you like a dark navy? And he's like, yeah. I'm okay. I'm like, you, Yeah, sure. Later, he's bragging to his wife, I got rid of the red suit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, double, that's funny. It's Wait better than
0: the, the yellow and red one that he was wearing for a little while. It just oh, clashed. Yeah, I, and... about that one. I guess his he...
1: suit was actually like a bondage suit with like a zipper mouth and shit. Like, <laughs> 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 what do you guys think of my Red Devil suit, guys? Like, oh shit, we gotta tell him. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Matt, that's bondage suit. <laughs> I guess my next pick would be Spider Man in the uh, uh Civil War comic series. You know, he was. Uh, under Tony Stark's wing through the whole thing. Pro-registration, you know, trying to get superheroes to enlist. And the great idea that Tony had would be, was encouraging Peter to go on the news and to take his mask off, reveal his identity to the world as a good move of faith toward, you know, superhero registration. And boy, was that a stupid fucking mistake because it just... (laughs) It just destroyed his life after that. Just his whole comic arc, like people just kept fucking with him because they knew who he was, and eventually cost uh, Aunt May her life, uh, almost, I believe. But well, yeah. yeah, that was always a
0: thing anyway. But if he knew that if any of the, his, you know, nemesis or whatever knew who he was, that they would come for his family and stuff, so he'd always try to keep that secret. So he just opened himself out to up to a bunch of whoop-ass, pretty much.
1: I don't remember if it was a two-page pa- two splash or if it was just a single page, but that page, like. In the middle, it shows like the television with him pulling his mask off and all around it are all the different faces of all the people in the universe seeing this report and realizing, holy shit. Number one was like J. Jonah Jameson. He's like, I've been scammed. You know, this dude who supposedly was getting (laughs) these pictures is the guy. So I think he started like some huge lawsuit against him. A lot of these people that were in jail were pissed off to learn that, you know, when they had fought Spider-Man, the reason they had lost, like, a 14, 15-year-old kid when they had no yeah. idea. Like, the ramifications were just ongoing after that happened. It was such a shitty mistake. And then he, he ended up going against Stark uh, anyway, you know, and going with uh, Captain America's side. So it was all for naught. Stupid.
0: Stupid. You ruined your life to go with Mr. Golden Boy. <laughs>
1: Well, he got that fucking awesome suit out of the deal though, now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, right. So, from a villain perspective, what would be more humiliating: getting beat by a prepubescent teenager or a dog in a cape? Thoughts? Dog.
0: Dog. <laughs> I don't know. I think a teenager. Yeah, I think a teenager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs this are is rough. Not just an I mean, it
3: depends teenager. what kind. Of th- 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 this is fucking Spider-Man. And it depends what kind of dog. I mean if it's right. a Malt- I mean if you get if you get taken down by a Maltese, yeah you can't talk you can't talk <laughs>
1: about Shih Tzu
0: <laughs> Battle Pug comes over and beats your ass. Oh, That's a whole different awesome story though. Battle pug.
1: <laughs> I'd rather see <say> a dog <laughs> fuck me up than a teenager, maybe. <laughs> All right, was there anything else we wanted to add to that before we moved on? Nobody All right. Well, with that, let's just turn our full attention over to Jeff to talk about more of his show and everything he's got going on. Jeff, thanks again so much for being here. I hope you're having a good time. You're keeping us laughing. I just we're very curious to hear more about your show. I got to listen to a little bit of it, and it seems like you're uh, doing, um, you know, similar kind of thing what we're doing. You like to talk pop culture, get some guests on, just uh, be funny and have fun while you do it.
3: It sort of evolved into sort of my Comic Con dreams come true type thing, you know? <laughs> it's like you can't see it. Um, man, let me turn my computer. You can kinda of see oh, it's like a little edge here, but like all oh, my wall right here, it's just all autographs and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. Um, awesome. so, so yeah, so the uh, the opportunity to kinda to meet people originally originally, because I was so into Twitter originally i was going to do this a few years ago and it was going to be kind of a social media based podcast and i was and it literally like 2007 it sat on my desk it sat on my desk for years (laughs) and the 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 sound mixer and all the wires and my wife finally made me throw it in a box and it was uh it was going to be called viral intentions and it was going to be about going viral and it was like a little play on the movie cruel intentions and you know so it was me it was I had an intro, an outro, I had everything, I had everything. And so then when I finally had time, flash forward 2017, March 2020, you know, we're all home for COVID, I pull everything out of the box, I've got all this time, and then it occurs to me, probably not a good time to start a podcast called Viral Intentions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be interpreting. So, I, so yeah.
3: I changed it, I changed it to the Jeff Dewaskin show for two reasons, one, my name but no but I mean the the, the, the real the main reason is is that so when I would tell people they would know it was my show it wasn't it wasn't like something I was doing for someone else you know sure. what I mean and so and then I could kind of do I could cover trends social trends I could do comedy because I've been doing stand-up comedy for 18 years and talk to my comedy buddies and I could talk to actors and talk about pop culture you know basically anything I wanted to do and then I could because we weren't doing clubs, you know, it sort of became my creative outlet.
1: So this is a much, uh, much more recent venture for you, the podcasting world. It started at the, toward the top of uh, COVID.
3: I ended. It started like the end of May. I put out, you know, I cranked out as one weekend. I think it was Memorial Weekend. I I put together three episodes. The first three episodes. (laughs) And I always think I always thought when you put the podcast together, everyone would kinda listen to it straight through. So I have like certain beats that I always repeat. And I was like, oh, this will be a treat for my listeners if they ever catch on to the little things that I'm doing. And then I realized, oh, nobody listens to every single thing. (laughs) And I realized like, oh, my friends and family couldn't give a shit that I have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like It's true. It's, it's like, it is. It's like, it, this, my, my marketing campaign on Facebook was like, you come up to me in the street, you know, if we're out, and you come up to me, you go, oh, you're so funny on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's this, that's that, but in a whole 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, and you could just take it with you anytime you want. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, you know what, Jeff? We only liked it in the, like, five-second version. <laughs> so it's like it's like it's almost like i could go to facebook right now and i could post uh mother effing trump everyone needs to wear a mask blah 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 and i'll get a hundred likes and i'll get comments and i'll get people saying you've inspired me to post my feelings too (laughs) and then my next my next post will be um here's my latest podcast i'm really proud of this i talked to bruce valanche (laughs) who's been a, like, a little writing hero, uh, hero of mine forever. Yeah, I actually listened to that Nothing. one. It was really good. No likes at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not even a like. Not even a like. <laughs> well, we'll just appease him, you know? We'll, yeah. We don't know that he can see the numbers of people that listen to an episode. <laughs> we, we, we don't know that. So we'll just like the post, and then he'll think we listen to it. Or at yeah. least he'll feel better. But no. That's not the way it works. So, I mean, I don't even think my wife has listened to three episodes yeah. <laughs> out of the 24 that I've done. So we can talk about her huh, if you want.
1: <laughs> no, it's no. funny, man. I mean, it's the exact same thing. Um, man, yeah, it wasn't until a lot recently that it, all the people I had told about the show long ago who were just kind of like, they light up at the prospect that you might be doing something cool. And then we just say, yeah, it's a podcast. It's like, uh, oh. Oh, well, 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 good for you. And then they just, you know, shrug shrug it off. But then, you know, once they see like, whoa, they might they had someone on that I kind of like, you know, then it then it becomes intriguing and frustrating as fuck. Like, come on, people get the hell on board. I was kind of used to it in the sense that so I've done stand
3: up comedy for 18 years. And so you'd bump into people and, you know, they'd go, oh, my God, you still doing comedy? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm still doing comedy. They're like, oh, I just need to, I want to come see you. When are you doing comedy? Tonight. Oh my God, I'm so busy tonight. But when are you busy? Well, and tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow and next week. And and then the day after that, oh, my God, I wish this is the worst weekend. Any other weekend we could do it. I'm like, yes, any other weekend or any of the 5,000 days that made up the last 18 years that I've been doing it, that you also (laughs) didn't find time to come and see a show. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's just like. (laughs) So, so, you know, I think those
1: people, can we?
3: it's weird you know but you post here here's my kid going to school you know first grade and 15th grade or whatever (laughs) it's like like like, and it's like i don't know it's it i feel like when you do something personal and you put it on like facebook it's just i don't know if it's just people just have this weird trigger they just
1: the support
3: is just not there
1: i know exactly what you're talking about exactly what you're talking about randy you were about to say something sorry I was just going
2: to say, like, you post a picture of the burger McDonald's screwed up and you get, like, 30 likes, like, a <laughs> yep. second it posts.
1: I, I think you get all the likes on that kind of stuff because as quick as you mash your thumb on that little heart, you know, the commitment's done. You know, yeah. you don't have to go listen to something. and hey, There's hey, no follow-up involved. in <laughs> <Yeah>. No follow-up. <laughs> right. It's just click and go. And uh, getting people's attention is hard these days. My God, there's so much out there. and. You know, everybody doesn't want to give you more than a second. You know what I mean? So, how do how uh, do I get them to you know for that second, and then get them to save for two or three?
3: Now, in fairness, and I'm sure this happened to you too, they'll like the first one. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I'm doing a podcast. We're right behind you. You know, right? Okay, <laughs> but but then that kind of that kind of goes away. But yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, Did you hear my at least, we, can, at least we have each other. hope I'm busy. Out. I can come in. Can and you know what? You know what the best part is when we post this conversation on our Facebook page, and we don't even have to worry about anyone getting upset. <laughs> I, I
2: thought the same thing, Jeff. So we were talking about Jason Momoa's brand of like canned water or whatever for the environment, and my wife is like obsessed with Jason Momoa. And we spent the first like five minutes just knocking it, like, "Oh, the can looks more like Aquaman than he does." Blah blah blah. And literally, I've been doing this for almost two years now. The one episode my wife listens to is the one when I'm knocking Jason Momoa and <laughs> making fun of her obsession with him. Yeah, it's like
1: awesome. Some trouble for that?
2: Uh, I, 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 I just fell down the steps, Jeremy. I didn't. I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to uh, Susan, Susan, Susan Lanier. She was in The Hills Have Eyes, and she's like the scream queens so that we were talking about that. And I made a joke. I'm like, Yeah, you're the you're the, like the horror scream queen and my wife's the in house scream queen. You know, like when I don't clean my office, you know. She's the number <laughs> one screamer. you can't top her. But I know and I'm waiting one day I'll just hear like some like scream and like that'll be the I'll just know, oh She's listening to episode 24. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeff just said, out. Yeah, I got to go, guys. <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs>
1: now, you have, mm. uh, mentioned already a few of the awesome guests you've had on. And again, you know, being so new to this, that's incredible. You know, to use how many episodes are you in? I am 24 episodes in. Wow. And, and you've already had some amazing guests. So so what have uh, thus far been your favorite guest, favorite experience?
3: I love them all. I, you know, I love, I, I do, <laughs> I like talking to everyone, but I like, there's different reasons I like talking to them, like yeah, like, like a Larry Hankin or like Bruce Valanche or... You know, Suze Lanier, like when they talk, like I'm fascinated by just the stories when they Mm -hmm. start talking about, oh, when I was on Welcome Back Carter, or I was writing the Brady Bunch, Variety Hour or whatever, you know, like like, to me, like that's just fascinating. And so to me, my podcast, which I I, I gather, I get the vibe that you guys feel the same way about yours, is I'm talking about things that I want to hear and I'm just, that's the audience, I assume they want to hear these things too. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, so there's... You know, there's that. I think what I love, I love talking to my comedian friends. Like, I was able to, like, reach out to all these headliners. That's, this is one of the nice things about Facebook. Like, people that I worked with, like, decades ago, Bobby Collins and all that kind of stuff. And, and, like, when we, they don't, comedians don't want to be interviewed, right? So it's not like with, you know, like with Bruce Landry, you're like, oh, tell me about, you know, Breaking Bad. Or, you know, tell me about this and Hollywood Squares. And, you know, to them, it's just they don't want it. They don't, they don't look at it that way. Their lives, you know, they may have done things. So it ends up just being a conversation. So I feel like if you're listening to the show, like when you learn more about me as the host or in the episodes where I'm talking to the comedians, because that's where we're actually having kind of a conversation, you know, where, and I'm sharing actual things about me. I'm not just teeing up the guest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome to get uh, guests that are susceptible to such things, too, because, I mean, we've we've had those experiences, but we've also had, uh, boy, quite the other end of the scale where somebody just will literally sit there silent, and, you know, until they're given that, that first question that they're expecting, they give off the, you know, the answer and just sit there and wait for the next, where, like Larry Hankin, you're saying, you know, my God, I mean... Two like two minutes in your your papers are like out the window it's like well this is just a talk like i don't need to reference anything you know what i mean and it's awesome right i right oh
3: yeah he he goes into these these stories so um you know our mutual friend who connects with a lot of these folks steve joiner he who's awesome uh, that you mentioned earlier and so when i first started and he got me on the phone he's like jeff I'll, I'll introduce you to larry hankin i'm like larry hankin he's like yeah yeah hang on hang on hang on a second and we've all had this moment this is this key is going to moment. hang on <laughs> hang God, on God. one second
0: <laughs>
3: hey uh, larry jeff larry jeff right and he's like oh hey hey jeff you know and it's like it's nah, nah, not a larry hankin but the um hey jeff you know and the next thing you know you're talking to him i remember him going i'm gonna call bruce Blanchard, right like, now i'm like you don't have to call bruce Blanchard. i'll just email him <laughs> And yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He like, No, no, I'm gonna call Bruce Flames right now. He goes, Okay, oh, he was busy, there, no one answered. And I'm like, oh, Thank God, yeah, <laughs> <I was like, laughs> you know. it's just so much pressure, so much pressure, and, and time to prepare. Okay, <laughs> it was, exactly. It's like, it's like, anyway, so you know, so then, so I'm talking to Larry, and he's like, How long is your podcast? And at the time, because I had probably only done a few episodes, um, or you know, very few, and I'm like, I don't know, like it's like 20 minutes because in my head, I was purposely trying to keep. My podcast very short because in my head i thought well people will maybe listen if it's shorter <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and and i'm thinking larry's like oh man no we're gonna we're gonna go longer than that i mean oh, at least an hour so i'm like i'm thinking to myself how do i even talk to someone for an hour so <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. anyway the larry hankin episode is an hour and a half and i probably could have been you guys know this too. It could have been three hours, and oh, yeah. and it killed me to even end it. But it was like save some for the other people. You know what right. I mean? Like it was it was great. But it was it was great. I loved everything. Like the way he would just he would talk about and he remembers it all the details. It's oh, not yeah. like you know, like all these great things. He gave some great dirt on Gregory Hines, and it was a, the story he went into about being, working on Annie was just insane. Like just how detailed the conversation. I mean, it was like, it's been decades, right? I mean, so that's really cool. And the cool thing about Larry Hankin is my wife. So when I was starting to do the podcast, so I was shifting my time commitments from doing standup, which means, you know, you I'm pretty much out of commission for the weekends and then you go. And even though you're only on stage for a short time, it's still, you're there for five, six hours. You got to be there early and then all the show. And so now my time is this. And so early on, when she was making that transition, and she's always been great about the comedy, I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Larry Hankin. And it's like, who? Mr. Hank, Mr. Heckles. Because she's a Friends fanatic. Like, we oh, go to man. bed listening to Friends nonstop, right? It's just on cycle. Right. And she's like, you're talking to Mr. Heckles? I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. She's and she's like, wow, maybe this podcast thing is real. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was <laughs> there. And um, so... After we were done with the interview, Larry was really cool. He called me back on my phone and I got my wife on the phone and they talked for, I don't know, 30 seconds or something, but like, she got all fangirly and it was like, but he was so cool with her. You know what I mean? And like, so that, that was, that was good. That was fun. A little, little extra perk.
1: He is such a uh, cool guy. And uh, you know, not only the aspect of, uh, you know, how giving he is with all those details, but you know uh, I've listened to you know anytime we're going to talk to somebody I listen to a lot of other interviews to kind of hear what they've already been asked I don't want to keep asking the same stuff and just hear what kind of person they are and um, every time I heard him on a new show he was always giving something new he never seemed to tell the same story like you could always go listen to another Larry Hanken uh, Hankin interview and always take something new it. But it, it's funny you say that about him uh, in the 20 minutes. Saying, "Oh no, we gotta go for an hour," because I mean he's like a he's like a a, a horse with too much energy. You just smack him on the ass and they they just go, you know. Yeah. And it was about 45 minutes in, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I I, I probably better stop talking and uh, let you guys ask some questions." We, we, we've been going what 15, 20 minutes? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's almost an hour, man. But keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah, yeah.
3: I do the same thing as you. I listen to other interviews because I want to uh, kind of hear one, just their vibe and how they talk. And then I do want to hear like what the things are. I've completely not gone down certain paths that every other interview did of certain people. Mm -hmm. And it's the thing that the the flip side of that though, you tell me that when you're listening to it and then you get the same, you get their stock joke and you're like, oh, I, tr- I triggered the same stock joke. I went down. I went down the path. I thought I was being original, and I just triggered the, 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 the yeah. what they had in their back pocket.
1: Which is fine.
3: It's totally cool. But like, it's you know
1: sometimes. I mean, sometimes they can't wait to drop that stock answer, that stock joke. But that's yeah, true. that's true. And as and as painful sometimes as it is to get the stock answer, it's even more painful to laugh at it like you've heard it for the first time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> I have a question, Jeff, um, being somebody that's been in standup for so long and then transitioning to podcasts, do you find like a lot of those same skills, like you can apply those or is it kind of like new territory for you?
3: Um, I think with the interviews, it helps, it helps because a, a couple of ways, uh, some more geeky than others. One, I've gotten really attuned to. When you're on stage, you're kind of aware of everything that's going on, right? right? And, you know, noise over here, this couple's doing something weird, anything like that, <laughs> while you're while you're doing your act. It's gotten to the... Now, because I edit my own shows, too, so when I'm listening to a show, I'm very aware when somebody hits a mic, somebody... You know we're all subject to the frailties of the internet connection, right? So, and sometimes the guests don't aren't using a real mic or a headphones and they're just yelling into their their camera and that can cause some weird distortions and I die a little inside every time I hear one, but <laughs> I've I've gotten to the point where I can think the edit, right? So, if I say something and I hear and their thing distorts, I like I'll just repeat it. Or I'll start over. And, like you know, so this things like that. So just moving real fast and kind of thinking that way. Also, it's just kind of, I think it's helpful. It, it has to have been like just to be able to kind of uh, banter back and forth with them. Or sometimes I'll go off in like a silly direction on some of their stuff, depending on who it is. And, you know, so that I think comes from, from the years of just being on stage and just messing with the audience and stuff oh, like yeah. that.
1: Gotcha. Perfect field to a transition uh, From, in, you know, into podcasting I mean, what natural ground for a comedian I would think, especially if you're having Guests on.
3: Yeah, it's it's Fun. I, I try to do like five minutes of just Me doing, you know Just to kind of rev up and I Make up sponsors because I don't have any And, you know, and I <laughs> And I read, you know, some trends From some of the hashtag roundup Stuff that you mentioned earlier that From the hashtag games that we do so I could try to tie in the themes from from Twitter just to and that that kind of helps because then I retweet them and hopefully they'll listen to the show as well right and so you know just you know i I struggle with it everyone talks about you got to engage with your audience, and I'm like no one's talking to me after that <laughs> <laughs> I need people to talk to me more outside
1: <laughs> know the feeling but, man know that. feeling. <laughs> For sure. Now, let's touch on the hashtag Roundup. It's an app you created, correct? It, can you tell us about this, what it is exactly?
3: Sure. So, when I was starting to do comedy, and I mentioned I, we were joking earlier about being funny on Facebook. Right. And so, like, that's what I would do. I would write funny stuff, some, stuff on Facebook. And then a friend of mine's like, you should go on Twitter because Twitter, it's a much wider audience. It's much broader. And you, on Facebook, you're just talking to your the people you know, so mm-hmm. limited, and so I started just going on Twitter, and I would just you know just talk about whatever current events and all that stuff like that. And my tweets have kind of ended up everywhere. I was, I had a guy once, you know, post on Facebook, "Oh my God, I'm in Times Square," and Jeff Doskins tweets on one of the billboards, you know, oh, and that's cool. I've been at Good Morning America, any magazine, all these magazines. So A lot of times, my tweets would show up on, in publications, and along that journey. I started. I stumbled onto this thing on Twitter. It's called a hashtag game, and a hashtag game is like a hashtag that is a premise, right? So, the one that's in my current episode is, and it's a game that I do. I host every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's called the Fake Facts Game, and so at 1 p.m. Eastern every Sunday, we drop a fake facts tag. And so, like this past Sunday was fake scary movie facts. Okay. okay, so that's so that once the premise is dropped, people just start putting in stuff, and it's usually like the opposite. you know you can just anything, you know what I mean, just you're just making stuff up yeah, right. about movies, scary movies, and just being as as off the wall as possible. And so those are the type of things that we do every hour throughout every day. And so what happened was I was like, oh, I'm missing out on a lot of games and my background's digital. I was a web. De- I started one of the first web development companies in, in Michigan and, wow. and way back in the late nineties. And, and so I was, I'm really, I've been to like, you know, I've always been developing web apps and all that kind of stuff. And so I developed an app that kind of ties in with the community that we've been working with on, on Twitter, which is the hashtag roundup community. And so when you have the app, it like it'll send a buzz to your phone when a game starts, so you can then go to Twitter and play. And the idea was, you know, you know, get all these people playing at a certain time, and the hashtags have more of a propensity to go viral. Nowadays, we don't go viral. I mean, we've had like over eight thousand top ten U.S. trends, hundreds of worldwide tags. Nowadays, it's hard to get anything going just because Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, oh yeah. So I'm almost, well, there's many reasons I hope he doesn't. Anyway, we, we won't go down there. But the, uh, so the, so yeah, so, and, you know, sometimes they're just sentence starters. Sometimes they're mashup games, you know, food movie or, you know, like, you know, something like that. And then you just kind of play and it's just, it's a fun way to just tweet when you don't know what to tweet and it's a good way to get exposure You know, like a friend of mine who just lives literally around the corner, never on Twitter, just happened to play this game. The BuzzFeed uh, happened to do an article on it and picked up his tweet. I mean, he's on Twitter 10 times every 30 days. (laughs) And so, but, but, you know, but my point is like once it's in the hashtag, because like BuzzFeed clicks on the hashtag, they don't search popular people. Right. So you click on the hashtag and if that tweet was did well or did good enough, you know, then they can find it because it's. When you're searching via hashtag, you can extend beyond your normal follower count. So that's one of the good ways and why a lot of the people that play these games can build up their accounts relatively quick because you're liking, you're retweeting, you're, you're kind of sharing um, with other people. So,
1: that is really yeah, so. cool. Mm-hmm. I have played those kind of games before. And I mean... Uh, just interacting with them. Yeah. I mean, we have seen, uh, you know, a little bit of return. You, if you like and play into enough of them, people, you know, will notice you. So that is really cool. I mean, social media still, even though we have to do it for the show, is still over my head. You know, how long have we had an Instagram? And just the other day I learned how to do that. The, the story thing, I think it is where you put a little video <laughs> thing on there. I don't know. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there, Jeff. I'm getting there. But kudos to you, man. That's really awesome um so as far as your show goes you know i know this is uh, very new for you but it sounds like you are having a blast doing it and uh don't have any plans of uh, stopping which is good so w- what are your future uh plans for this show where would you like to see it going i mean i know that's kind of a hard question to answer as a podcaster when we get it i'm kind of like scratching my head but you know everyone's got a different uh, opinion and different answer for questions
3: I hope to be like so huge one day and they're like, weren't you on the No, I wasn't. You don't know Randy, Jeremy? No, I have no idea who those <laughs> people are. Why, why do you ask?
2: Jack and Jeremy yeah. say that on a daily basis, yeah, so you know. <laughs>
3: that's my that's my goal. I look at my I look at my podcast as sort of like just kind of an audio resume right now. And so I'm just trying to kind of build up like this you know, portfolio of shows, you know, that I'd love to be a keynote speaker. I'd love to be, you know, I'd love to do those kind of things, you know, like where you're kind of presenting and talking to people. So a little bit of the stand up comedy where you're getting back in front of people. But, you know, so I'm kind of using it as sort of a showcase to say, Oh, you know, here's me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. you know, and you know, here's, you know, what I can do. And you know, people can yeah. If it gets me anywhere, great. If not, yeah. yeah, I had fun doing it. Meet good people like you. I'm kidding. I won't. I won't forget you guys. I won't forget you on my rise to the top.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you'll forget our names by the time your your head hits your pillow tonight. But that's okay. Jeff. Yeah. But, uh, no. No.
3: No. I won't. I As like we're all J names, which is a bit except for Randy, who's like that. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'll be the one that gets forgotten.
0: <laughs> Randy's always the exception. Yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs>
3: Back to our earlier conversation, I think podcasts are so new still. I mean, I think we feel they're not. But, you know, when you have to get download an app and you have to do a thing and and there's 50 different apps that you can download, I think it's confusing for normal people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like like me trying to get someone on Twitter. Like, why should I go on Twitter? And it's like, I don't even know. You know, I don't know. It's like, but podcasting to me is like, I think we're like still in that early phase, even though we might not feel that way because especially you guys have been doing it for years. But I think it's just emerging now. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like mainstreamness, like where yeah. people are talking about podcasts, and you know, they're you know, Michelle Obama's going here, and Hillary's <laughs> there, Joe Rogan there, but those are the things that are going to help us, and you know, they're just charting the way, making giving awareness.
1: They are definitely uh, giving awareness. That's for sure. That's for sure. So that is uh, one plus. It's just such a, uh, such a saturated market. But, you know, it's, it's funny. It has been around for a while, but you would have thought it had been on people's radar earlier, seeing as how, uh, you know, streaming is so popular with, like, television shows. I mean, it's, it's, it's radio, streaming radio, right? So uh, you'd think it'd be a natural move for everyone. But um, again, at the same time, you know, when I first found podcasts, I really had to dig through some bullshit before I found anything I wanted to listen to, you know. Uh, So at the same time, I get that, too. Um, We just have to make ourselves look as pretty as we can, don't we? (laughs)
3: That's right. And that's why I always give a money-back guarantee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that sounds like a good note to end on right there. But before we do, Jeff, uh, social media, I know your website, uh, jeffisfunny.com, I'm sure uh, you also have a uh, a Facebook uh, page Uh, and as far as your social media handles is it Big Big Macher Big Macker how's that pronounced there
3: my personal is Big Macher B-I-G-M-A-C-H-E-R for the show on Twitter and for Instagram it's at Jeff Dwoskin show D-W-O-S-K-I-N you can also get to it JeffDwoskin.com, but if you need just to make it easier yes (laughs) JeffIsFunny.com (laughs) (laughs)
1: includes words that everyone can spell (laughs) well man this has been a freaking blast we hope you've had fun and we're definitely gonna have to do this again uh i like your show i did get to listen to it today uh and i did hear some of your uh fake commercials i can't remember what you were saying but uh it took me at first i was like wait what the hell did he just say <laughs> i lost it I, you're, the way you delivered it was perfect but uh you have a good show like what you're doing man and uh, you're always welcome on uh candare so thanks again for being here man
3: thank you so much it was awesome you guys are a blast thanks for having me <laughs> jack Absolutely. what do we have on the website
0: Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can check out show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, buy some merch, become a patron, see some of our YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page.
1: And don't forget to find us on Twitter at candairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And once again, you know what? I'm not even going to give you the stupid Patreon URL. Just go to the website, cannedairpodcast.com, like Jack said, and click on that Patreon button. Click on the search button. There's tons <laughs> of ways for you guys to surrender your money to us. We make it so easy for you. You know, just candarepodcast.com. Just All in one nice little package right there. And uh, what else am I forgetting? Randy?
2: If you're sitting around on a Tuesday night at 9 p.m., listen to Jack and the other guy that doesn't have a name that starts with J. Uh, have some fun, win
1: surprises, and yeah. And there it is. Jack Box with Jack and Randy. Tuesday nights at 9 p.m very good very good uh is there anything else we need to touch on before we go gentlemen that's up. all right i think that's going to do it for this week so until next time i am jeremy collie i'm jack Doherty i'm randy hardenbrook and i'm jeff dewaskin thanks so much for listening everyone and be excellent to each other <laughs>
2: doing an episode where we were knocking uh, Aquaman water. Jason Momoa has his own like (laughs) brand of uh...
1: excuse me (laughs) choked on my water this has been a Canned Air production